Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. can't be one of the girls like you usually say it's your girls and you, you've left oh me God. out yeah sean you can be a girly so this is girly pop sean sean is a girly pop for today he's one of the girls you know the vibes <laughs> i'm feeling cute sean, how's your friday going oh it's going terrific i'm moving into a new apartment today i Ooh. am I, i'm in front of the camera i've been let out from behind the mac it's it's, it's wonderful <laughs> We have released Sean. Sean is on the prowl. Um, yeah. Sean, tell me about your new apartment. Are you by chance furnishing it with anybody in particular? Um, yeah, you may, you may have heard of them. It's this little company called More Furniture. Um, you know, okay, we have a little experience okay. here in the office. And, you know, now my apartment. I'm going to go on a limb, say probably one of the best decorated apartments in all of Phoenix. Um, thanks to oh. More Furniture. So. <laughs> Well, there you have it. Um, I also am moving, not to steal from Sean's spotlight, <laughs> but I am so excited to move. And when I do, I will also be furnishing my apartment from More Furniture. And I highly recommend that you guys all do the same. If you're in need of anything for your home, your office, your apartment, whatever it might be, More has got you covered. First of your home during More Furniture's fall sale. You can check it out at morefurniture.com and you'll receive a $100 gift card for every $1,000 you spend. Um, obviously, I'm at home today. Um, I've been feeling a little bit under the weather, so we are doing this show um, from my apartment. But Sean, you guys got to go to Mavericks yesterday. And oh, yeah. I'm so jealous I didn't get to go. How was it? It was amazing. Um, I I love bowling. I'm decent at bowling. Not as good as Leah. Leah blew uh, Totri and I out of the water in bowling. Um, she did use the bumpers, but that's you know that's neither here nor there. Um, then we played a little arcade games. I am an absolute menace on the air hockey table. I, I destroyed Owen. I destroyed Totri. I did what winners do, and I won. Um, but it's fun. I'm a, I'm a competitive person, so I like going somewhere that allows me to compete a little bit. So uh, we had a lot of fun yesterday. I obviously appreciate Mavericks for having us out there because it was it was a blast, an absolute blast. 
I'm super bummed I missed it, but um, if I know anything about Sean, it's Sean likes to win, and I don't know if he would have made it out of Mavericks alive because <laughs> I would have challenged him <laughs> at everything. So maybe it's a good thing I didn't go, but um, it sounds like you guys had a great time at Mavericks. The arcade games, the bowling, all that good stuff. Make sure you guys check out Mavericks on Instagram at MaverixAZ. That's M-A-V-R-I-X-A-Z today. All right, Sean, I don't know about you, but there was a lot of things this week that happened that had me asking, what the duck? Yeah. <laughs> so I think we need to go through some highs and lows. Oh, yeah. The Arizona sports landscape today because, oh my gosh, there are so much going on. Sports are almost back in full swing with the NBA season right around the corner. So let's get into it. I think we got to start off with hockey because last night was the Arizona Coyotes season opener and, um, well, it happened. It was a hockey game. Uh, It was a good hockey game. There were three goals against the Coyotes in the first five minutes. Sean, what did you think watching the Coyotes back on the ice last night? Um... Well, if you didn't watch the first five minutes, it was a pretty good game. Um, I mean, like, it, it looked like a team that hadn't played together yet. And, like, obviously, Keller coming back from an injury, loose smalts at one point in the game. I mean, you have a glorified backup goalie in Carol Vamelka as your starter, and you're playing Sidney Crosby um, and Evgeny Malkin. So it was a recipe for disaster. But it's also, you know, it's it's what we expected. Like Charles said, the tank season is back. Like, this is what we this is what we were hoping for. We can't be winning games like this if we want Connor Bedard. So it was tough. Um, but it ended up being a little bit more of an interesting game than I had expected after the first five minutes. So I'll take it. All right. Yeah, there you go. It is absolutely tank season. Hashtag shit to Bedard. Um, I yes. guess it's a good thing they're losing because we're trying to make sure that we do everything we can to get that number one overall pick and break the curse of not getting number one overall pick as the Coyotes have so unfortunately yeah. <laughs> out for the very many years of their existence as an organization. Um, but yeah, you kind of mentioned it. Nick Schmaltz uh, got taken out of the game with an upper body injury pretty early on. Um, that's definitely not good for the Coyotes. That is a huge blow to the team. Yeah. That's someone that they definitely rely on in on both sides of the ice. Um, I mean, that's just like an unfortunate loss. And um, I think that's going to, Hopefully not be a long-term injury, Sean, um, but losing Nick Schmaltz is not a good thing. No, yeah. I mean, you relied on that first line to get a lot of the excitement, particularly offensively, and that was one thing that you saw last year, building some chemistry, um, and now you lost a piece of that. So hopefully it's not a long-term injury. On, on the positive side, though, it does mean that we get to see prospect Dylan Gunther play for the Coyotes. He'll be playing this Saturday in Boston. Um, so I guess there's a silver lining to it, but yeah, the Schmaltz injury hurts. He's, I mean, seven point performance last season. Like this is a guy that, that provided a lot of the offensive firepower for, for the Coyotes. So like I said, hopefully it's, hopefully it's just a a short-term injury. Are you expecting the season to kind of go how it went last night all season long, Sean? Um, uh, yeah, I mean, it's going to be, the season's going to be bad. Like it's not, you're not going to get a whole lot of good hockey from, from the Coyotes. Um, but they also had like the Coyotes last year had a, had a tendency to just beat teams that they had no right beating Colorado Avalanche. They, they, yeah. they dominate Toronto for some reason. It's, it's the weirdest thing ever. Um, 
So, yeah, I mean, I think you'll get a lot of that. I mean, the thing with the Coyotes is that they're capable of creating excitement. Like like I said, after the first five minutes, like it was a solid game from them. You got two goals from Nick Ritchie, um, which who is also going to be hopefully a huge contributor offensively for this team. Um, they're capable of playing an exciting brand of hockey, a very physical brand of hockey, because that's what Bill Armstrong likes. But at the end of the day, they're just they don't have the talent. So you're going to see a lot of a lot of that, especially with how inconsistent Vamelka can be. You're going to get a lot of those games where it just feels like everything is going wrong. Um, so, yeah, I think last night is going to be a, a microcosm for the entire season for sure. Yeah, I definitely share those sentiments. Um, I'm kind of on the same page you are with that. I think, you know, it's going to be another one of those tough seasons to kind of yeah. muscle through, just reminding everybody your, or yourself, I guess, just be realistic about where the Coyotes are at. Obviously, they're still very much in a rebuild mode. So, you know, we're obviously they're not going to go out there and beat the brakes off of the best teams in the NHL. Um, you might get, like you said, those one-offs where they just destroy the Maple Leafs or they come back and beat Colorado. Um, but it's definitely going to be one of those just grid and Barrett type of seasons. Um, and my heart goes out to Coyotes fans <laughs> because it seems like <laughs> it's been a grid and Barrett year, year after year. Yep. But I think there is a silver lining at the end of the tunnel. And a part of that silver lining is in Mullet Arena. Yep. Obviously, it's not ideal that that's where the Coyotes are playing for the next couple of years. But I take it as a good thing because it means a more long-term solution is on the horizon and a new arena deal is looming. So there are some positives to get excited about. And speaking of Mullet Arena, this is absolutely a high for the week. The ASU hockey team is opening their season at home tonight. It's their home opener. They've already started the season. But... We are super excited to watch the men's hockey team out there. They have grinned and bared it more than probably anybody else in the Valley playing at Oceanside yeah. um, ever since they became an NCAA Division One hockey team. So I'm super stoked to watch them tonight, Sean. I know you are too. And um, I think there's a lot to look forward to when it comes to ASU hockey. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. I mean, this is – if you want to watch good hockey, you're going to – I mean – I guess you're going to be watching everything at Mullet because both teams are playing there. But um, yeah, I mean the Sun Devils, the Sun Devils team has the potential to be good, be a tournament team. Um, I'm really excited. Obviously, they have um, Josh Stone on the team and a bunch of transfers, Powers as their head coach. Like it's, I think it's going to be a really exciting team. They're playing Colgate tonight, a team that they should be able to beat. I, I am. Oh, I'm so excited. It's, it's just like a new era for for ASU hockey. I think it's going to send this program to the moon. Um, and Mullet's a huge part of that. So I'm, I, I'm like at a loss for words. I cannot, I just cannot wait to be there tonight. Yeah, me either. I'm super stoked. Um, speaking of the ASU Hockey and Mullet Arena, if you guys didn't know, our uh, usual co-host, Tristan Sussell, just dropped a new podcast on PHNX The Story about the inception of the Sun Devil Hockey Program, how it went from a club hockey team to a Division One team, how they were trying to hide Oceanside Arena from all of their recruits and how they went about recruiting. It's a really great, great podcast. Um, head Coach Powers is on it, as well as some other special guests. So if you haven't already, go check out PHNX The Story. Wherever you get your podcast, download it, listen to it to celebrate ASU Hockey's home opener tonight. It's a really, really great podcast. And if you are one of the lucky 25 people who got a ticket, to come to our takeover tonight. We are so excited to see you out there at Four Peaks 
where we're going to start our uh, takeover experience. There's going to be an all-you-can-eat taco bar. And then we're going to obviously go over to Mullet Arena and watch the game at the first game ever at the arena. So that's going to be super exciting. But if you want to get in on stuff like that, you've got to make sure you sign up for a PHNX membership because those tickets were only open to our members and they went really, really fast. There's a ton of other great benefits to being a member. So head on over to gophnx.com and make sure you sign up. You can get your first month for only 50 cents, or if you have an annual member, you'll get a free t-shirt as well. And if you're going to be there at Four Peaks tonight, I hope you guys enjoy the chicken tendies and the taco bar and the amazing beer. Um, They've got so many great beers on tap at Four Peaks right now. So make sure if you are going that you are 21 or older and you are enjoying your beer responsibly. Um, all right, Sean, let's talk some football because Lord Almighty, <laughs> <laughs> I think we should start on a low and go okay. to a high because I feel like that's a better way to do it. We got to yeah. end on a positive, right? Um, the Arizona Cardinals have a injury report longer than my to-do list, which is really hard to do because I'm a <laughs> list person and I yeah, make a lot of lists. <laughs> um, this week we learned that James Conner, and Darrell Williams will both be out. So that means Eno Benjamin is going to be taking a majority of the snaps at running back. That's a high for me. (laughs) Hey, that's true. ASU guys. (laughs) Uh, They also signed a couple of running backs off of waivers and their practice squad. So we're going to be seeing some new faces out on the field. Um, A large chunk of their O-line was limited. Max Garcia, Sean Harlow, DJ Humphreys, Justin Pugh was on the report. We all know that their center, Rodney Hunted, is out. I mean, there's just, so many not good things happening with the Cardinals right now, Sean. Yeah, it's tough because, I mean, even when they're fully healthy, there's big questions with this team. Um, there's big questions with their their quarterback and their offensive play calling. And then to have all of these weaknesses on the offense in particular puts them in a very tough spot. It's a team that they're playing a team this Thursday that they should be next Thursday. Next. or Yeah. Next, yeah. Yeah, that they should be able to beat. Um, but... Oh, I don't, I don't know. I, I don't, I, I, I have a lot of questions with this team, a lot of concerns with the Cardinals, and this doesn't help. Um, like I said, I'm very excited that, you know, Benjamin is going to get touches. I think he is ultimately going to end up being a very good running back once he gets the opportunity to be the guy. Um, yeah. But I, yeah, I, I'm very concerned about this season, and this has become a trend, I feel like. They, they are always hurt. They're never fully healthy. Um, and they need all the help they can get. So it's uh, yeah. definitely cause for concern. Fingers crossed that Eno Benjamin does amazing because I picked him up off of Wires in our fantasy league, and I need a big game for him because um, my usual RB1, DeAndre Swift, is out with a bye week. So yeah. fingers crossed for Eno Benjamin for more reasons than one. Um, Jose in the comments said the Seahawks injury report wasn't looking great either. That's true. Yeah. Seahawks had seven players out of practice, including Rashad Penny, who is a big loss for that team. Yeah. Um, so I don't know, Sean, does it make you feel any better than it's like the battle of like the less who can be like less injured and like <laughs> make it <laughs> yeah. through the game? Yeah, I mean, the Seahawks aren't a very good team, but they have a quarterback who's been playing pretty damn well in Geno Smith. So like, it's a t- it's a, again it's a game that they should be able to win. Um, it's a it's a it's a team that they should be able to beat. Um, and it, yeah, it definitely helps that the Seahawks are also kind of going through a lot of the, the same injury problems. They they don't have a good defense, which is very huge when you have an offense that has been struggling. Um, so hopefully, hopefully, despite the injuries on the line and despite being down to a second string running back, um, they'll be able to ball. 
against a, a, a struggling Seahawks defense. We'll see. I have to ask you, but, is this a must-win must game for Cliff Kingsbury? Like, if he loses this game, is he kaput? Ooh, I, uh, no. I think if you lose this game and you lose against the Saints next week, maybe. And it also depends on how you lose. But they're paying Cliff so much money. I feel like they gave him that contract to fire him immediately after giving him the contract, basically. It, it, it's going to take a lot. I feel like he's probably going to get at least the full season when it's all said and done. Um, but it's it's as far as the fan support goes, I think it's a must win. Like if, if I think he started already started to lose or this team in general has already started to lose a lot of the fans. If you lose against a, an in-conference, if you lose against Geno Smith, like if you lose against a guy that most people don't have a lot of respect for, the fact the matter fact of the matter is, you're going to lose a lot of fans if you haven't already. So it's a must win in that regard. But I think Cliff keeps his job regardless of the outcome of the game. Yeah, I mean the Cards are two and three on the season, which obviously is not ideal. There were probably at least one more game that should have been a win for the Cardinals. Um, so it's a bummer to see them start the season two and three. But if you look in the NFC West. They're among the Rams and yeah. um, the Seahawks, who are also two and three. So I don't think it's necessarily time to push the panic button quite yet. I think, I don't know though. I don't know if I necessarily agree. Like, I think if the Cardinals don't win against the Seahawks on Sunday, like that is cause for concern. Like, at that point, that's when I'm pushing the panic button because this really should be a win for the Cardinals. Um, they're on the road, which they do better when they're on the road. Um, the Seahawks defense, like you mentioned, is really horrible. So they, this is a game that they need to take advantage of that and make sure that despite the injuries, like Cliff is doing the right thing when it comes to play calling. Kyler Murray is making passes and not making like mental mistakes like we saw um, in the last game. And I just think like this is a must-win game for so many reasons. I don't necessarily know. I don't think Cliff will get fired if it's not, but there are other reasons why this is a must-win yeah, game. And sure. like you mentioned, like, the fan support is one of them. Like Cardinal fans are not happy right now. Deservedly so. Like they yeah. saw the three most important people in this organization get huge extensions in the off season. Yep. And I can honestly say neither one of those three people have earned the money that they got on those extensions so far yep. this season. So I think they really under delivered on a lot of things, a lot of expectations and losing to the Seahawks who uh, like on paper just aren't a very good well put together team I would be majorly majorly disappointed and yeah. I think if you lose to the Seahawks and then you turn around and you lose to the Saints I think it's time to seriously consider changing your coaching like your coaching because yeah. I think there's only one thing you can point to that's really plaguing this team so far and that's the coaching yeah yeah I I like I said, I don't think Cliff gets fired during this season, but I, I do agree with you that it is a must-win in, in terms, of, like I said, the fan support and also just kind of the season. Like this, you got at, at, with the way the season started, you kind of have to win the games you're supposed to win, and this is one of them. This is just like that Carolina game. You're you're supposed to win these games. You kind of have to, especially when the division is this wide open. A loss like this to yeah. a division opponent could end up being the difference when it comes to the playoff time. Because this isn't really a playoff team at this point, I think, with the Cardinals. But it's a weak division, and you can make the playoffs in that that regard. And then what happened in the regular season doesn't really matter. Um, so yeah, these are these are this is a. Uh, I don't I I yeah I'm I'm reluctant to call it a must win, but it's pretty damn close for sure. What do you think it says about this team? 
if they, in fact, lose to the Seahawks on Sunday. That they're not good. I mean, I just think that it, it, it just shows that they are not a good football team, which I kind of am leaning towards that being the reality anyways. But, I mean, it's tough because you do have the built-in excuse of all the injuries. So it's, mm-hmm. um, it's yeah. hard to say that they're not good. But I, I just I don't have a lot of faith. It really comes down to, in my opinion, Kyler, Kyler's play. Um, he's what can give me confidence or take confidence away. If he looks like he's making the right decisions and and going through his reads properly and and, and identifying defenses properly, then even if they lose the game, I'll I'll be like, okay, whatever, whatever the other reason is. If the defense doesn't hold up, blah blah blah. Um, but if if Kyler looks bad, he's the key to this team. Um, when it comes to the actual on field play and. Uh, if he looks bad, I'm. It's going to be bad. I, I'm going to have serious concerns. Yeah, I absolutely agree a thousand percent. Um, a high though that we have going on is uh, fresh off of Arizona State's upset victory against the 21st ring to Washington Huskies, which was an electric football yes, it was. game. Um, I obviously don't want to talk too much about it because it's been gone and happened by now. We yeah. all know that that happened, but. One thing that's come out of it now, and I guess it could either be a high or a low, depending on what position you're in, but there's a quarterback battle in Tennessee yeah. on. Um, Trent Borgay looks pretty impressive out there. And I think, you know, the coaching staff would be doing the team a huge disservice if they automatically defaulted back to Emory Jones because Borgay put up enough of a fight to really, really, there should be some questions happening right now in that quarterback room and who should get the start. Um, against Stanford next week. Yeah, I mean, there definitely should be questions. Um, I've been pretty consistent that I think, well, if Emery's not 100%, then you go with Borgay. I don't mm-hmm. think that's much of a question because Borgay showed that he's capable of playing. If Emery is 100%, I think it has to be his job to lose. I think there, I think there definitely should be a little bit of a competition in the sense that if if they show up and Emery doesn't seem like he's interested or he's just playing terribly and, and, and Borgay is still blowing people out of the water, then you start him. But if it's close, I feel like you have to give the job back to Emery because if you go in there and you don't give Emery the starting job and, and the reality is we don't really have much of a sample size of Borgay. We have this one game. And the fact of the matter is that Emery played really well before he got hurt. He was seven for nine with an over 80 QBR before his injury. So it's not like he was playing poorly. Um, And if you go in there and you start Borgay and it turns out that last week was just a fluke and he's terrible. And then you have to go back to Emory. I feel like yeah. it just, you lose the locker room that way. Like everyone's going to start yeah. questioning the decisions. Emory's going to lose confidence. Borgay is going to lose confidence. And it's just kind of a mess. If you start Emory and that ends up not working out and then you have to go to Borgay, it's like, you could see the logic. You could see, understand why those decisions were had, were made. And the locker room clearly likes Borgay. So if you have to go yeah. back to him, no one's going to have a problem with it. But if, if you go the other way, I think it, it could be a recipe for disaster. Um, so I think if all things are equal and everyone's completely healthy, you have to start Emery. But I definitely think there should be a question. I don't think it should be automatically, no matter what, this is Emery's job. Um, but if, like I said, if things are equal, it should be his. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with you there. I think that's fair assessment. And I also agree that, you know, Emery was named the starter, the starter at the beginning of the season for a reason. He obviously exactly. earned that job. And it's not like he was thinking it up on the field, like for the previous like four home games that we saw him. I will say though, I was at everything. I've been at every single Sun Devil football home game so far this year. And you can tell me if I'm wrong, which I'm sure you will, because you love to do that. Um, 
But when Trenton was on the field, I just, like, there was something about the offense that seemed to just click better for me. They were more in command of the ball. They moved the ball down the field more efficiently. They were faster. Like, they looked like they were really firing on all cylinders when Trenton was out there. And, you know, I'm not saying, I'm not trying to take away from Emory or saying that Emory's a bad quarterback, but it seemed just like Trenton, for whatever reason, like the offense was just firing a little bit better than it did when Emory was QB1. And I don't know if I'm wrong about that, but to me, it just looked like it was running a little bit better. No, I mean, I agree with you. I think when Borgay was in the game, it was the best the offense has looked all year. And I mean, we had Daniel Angada on the PHNX Sun Devils postgame show last Saturday, and he had he had said he was like when he came in, it kind of gave everyone a little bit of a shot in the arm. And and he thought that the offense was playing faster. And that is certainly what it looked like. I, I don't know how much of that is Borgay and how much of that is just the fact that now they're at their backup and everyone's kind of it, it just like we have to work harder now because right, we have a backup yeah. in. It's just kind of a shot of energy a little different. You've been playing with Emery for a few weeks and you've seen how it's gone. It's tough, but I 100% agree with you that the offense has did look better with, with Borgay. It's just a matter of... You know, they, they first off, the defense hadn't prepared for Borgay that week. They, they were obviously preparing for Emery. Um, yeah, you just you didn't have a whole lot of what Borgay was going to look like. They're, they're different quarterbacks. Emery's a little more athletic and capable of getting outside of the pocket and extending plays, which he hasn't done too much of, but he did, and ultimately that's how he ended up getting hurt. Um, yeah. So it, it, it is a different level. Uh, it is a different offense slightly when you have Bourget in so yeah it, it definitely I agree 100% the offense looks better um, but I think I, I just need to see another week of Bourget before I'm really ready to say okay this is clearly the guy um, it, it's just I think it's a little bit too much of a, a, a too small of a sample size to really yeah. say that Bourget is is the one he is the way like it, it's I need a little more yeah, Kirsten in the comments. Shout out Kirsten. Um, she is on her way to visit her little brother who plays football up in North Dakota. But she's mentioning too that, you know, Borgay worked his way from six string quarterbacks. So he definitely yeah. has the respect of the team. So that's a great point too. Um, I think it was probably easier for the offense to go out there and work as hard as they did and as well as they did because they are so familiar with Trenton and um, they do have his respect. So, um, and he has their respect. So great point. Um, I'm assuming you're penciling the Stanford game in as a W, right? <laughs> Oh yeah, penciling. Yes, penciling. <laughs> maybe just outline, like dash line that I'll trace in later. I just, I, <laughs> I. There was a great win. I still was still. I, I need. I need consistency. I need to see them do it twice before I'm fully sure that this team is what I thought they were going to be at the beginning of the season. It should be a win. Stanford is is yeah. the team that I've been really pretty bad. consistent. Is is outside of Colorado, the worst team in the conference. Yeah. Um. So that, that it is a game that they should win for sure. Um, but it's Pac-12. Anything can happen. If you told me that they ended up losing this game somehow, I would not be. I would not be blown away. I wouldn't be like, "How did this happen?" It's ASU football. Anything's possible. But yes, it should be a win. It should be. That is true. Anything is possible. <laughs> Anything um, is possible. Well, Sean, I don't know about you, but we've been talking a lot about games on this pod so far, and okay. I know that you like going to games. I like going to games. You do. But what I like even more is saving money on tickets when I go to games. And guess what, you guys? You can save up to 60% on tickets when you use the game time link in our description to go to any game in the Valley that you want to go to. You can get ASU hockey tickets. You can get ASU football tickets, Suns tickets, Coyotes tickets, Cardinals tickets for when they play the Saints at home next week for Thursday Night Football. 
any ticket you could imagine, it is there. There's concert tickets, there's event tickets, there's parking. Um, they've got it all on game time. And I freaking love that site, Sean. They save yeah. me so much money and your girl is a hustler. I don't pay full price for nothing. I'm right so there with you. Game time, <laughs> game your girl time. is also a hustler. <laughs> yeah, game time <laughs> is a great great place for you to go to get your tickets if you are a procrastinator like me and you also just want to save money but you got to do it by clicking the link in our description that is the only way that we kind of work with game time and it's the best way to support us as well so if you want to get your tickets to concerts events sporting events or your parking tickets use the link in our description go grab them they are great we actually had someone tweet us last night that they got tickets to the asu mm -hmm. hockey opener tonight on game time and they said it was a super easy process and they're also excited to see us out there. So shout out to you for using our game time link. And I highly recommend that you do it all too. All right, Sean, before we get into some did you see this, let's talk about some basketball because oh, it's yeah. almost basketball time That's in the Valley. Yep. And uh, the Suns have wrapped up their preseason. It wasn't the prettiest preseason, <laughs> but it is over at least. And the regular season is on the horizon. And earlier this week, we finally, finally got some resolution on this DA Monty drama, um, which is I'm taking as a high. This is a huge win yeah, for me, absolutely. and which is why I see it as a high. But DA did a one on one interview with Wayne Rankin, and he said in that interview, quote, I mean, we talk at the end of the day, it's like we're trying to contribute to a win. Everything is back to normal. Nothing has changed, to be honest. I may have come to media day just bland, but I wasn't trying to give nobody no damn story or nothing, but it flipped on me. So I can't really say nothing. Just let everybody run away with it. All I know is we've been here working. We've been battling each other, beating each other up in training camp and coaches and loving it, end quote. So according to DA, everything is fine. Back to normal. Him and Monty are good. And Sean, I can finally breathe a sigh of relief. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I didn't like... I get, we were never really like... We were never there in conversations. I don't know. I was never really that concerned about the whole DA Monty situation. Like they're two grown ass men. Um, but it's good. I, I mean, I, it, it, I don't know how much of this is just a little PR, like everyone's been freaking out. So let's just go tell them that we're good. Even if they're not, I don't know if they've been good. This, like this whole time I've just kind of been like, does it really matter? Like they're going to play basketball and, and, and they're going to go do their job. Like, I don't know how much stuff like this, like personal beefs really is going to affect the on-court performance. Cause at the end of the day, they're both trying to win. And if, if Monty thinks that playing DA or not playing DA is going to give them a better chance to win, he's going to keep doing it. He's the head coach. Yeah. Um, and, 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 and DA is trying to get his money every single day. He's out there trying to get his money. So he's going to play as hard as he possibly can and try and prove all the doubt is wrong whenever he gets the opportunity. So I was never really that concerned about it, but it is good, I guess, to hear to kind of put this to rest, right? And yeah. just now, the the rest of the world, even if they didn't have a problem, the rest of the world can be like, okay, now we can focus on the basketball and anything else outside of this this drama, I guess. Yeah, um, I'm a little sensitive baby when it comes to the Suns <laughs> because I love the Suns so much. Um, even this Colorado girl has claimed the Suns as their team. I've disowned the Nuggets. So um, I'm a big baby when it comes to the Suns because I want them to win and I want them to be so successful. And I think this offseason with everything that was going on with this team, the yeah. owner drama, the Robert Sarver stuff, like I just didn't want there to be yet another yeah. negative narrative around this team going into the season because this season, I don't think 
well, probably everybody realizes like this is a must win, make it or break it season. Like yeah. this is ring or bust. The championship window is this season. Yeah. Like Chris Paul, this is last year. Chris Paul's deal. Like there are so many factors that are going into this season that like this is a must win. They have to win a ring this season, and yeah. I just didn't want there to be any reason, any doubt, any speculation, like the Robert Sarver stuff was so out of their like hands in terms yeah. of like the product on the court. So like that is a very unfortunate situation. And I'm proud of like the players and the coaches for handling it and responding to it the way that they have. But you know, this is something that's in their control. The relationship between Monty and DA is something that is in their control. And yeah. I t- took it as a big deal because I don't want there to be any tension between my starting center and my head coach. Like yeah. that's just to me, not good. And I want them to be gelling firing on all cylinders, doing anything and everything they can to win this championship. And so to me, I got a little freaked out, a little worried because I love my sons and I just didn't want there to be anything, any negative narrative or even any like excuse for other people to say, well, the I and Monty don't like each other. So that's why the sons are losing games. Like I just don't want that to exist because that's what's happening with the Cardinals and Kyler Murray right now. And I just don't want my sons to go through anything like that. So I think that's why I just, was worried about that relationship and um if it really is fixed i'm glad it is and everything is fine obviously none of us will ever know for sure what exactly would happen because we don't aren't in the locker room we don't have that one-on-one connection with them but good lord i'm glad it's settled and we can just put this to bed and move forward and it's important that we move forward because sean the suns are taking on the dallas mavericks for their season (laughs) opener we all know what happened in the playoffs oh, yeah. last year. So I guess to wrap up this whole basketball conversation, I want to ask you, how important is it for the Suns to literally and figuratively punch the Mavs in the literally. mouth for their <laughs> season opener? Okay, maybe not literally, yeah, but figuratively. Be, be careful of the usage of literal. I mean, it's, it's like it's game one of 82, so it's if they lose, it's not the end of the world, blah, blah, blah. But like – it's just one of those things where it's like you you just want to win that one. Like it, it, it means a little more than just winning the first game of the season. Um, yeah. So it's pretty important in that regard. And it's also like it, it, you just don't want to start off where it's like, okay, if DA plays terribly and, and, and book doesn't go crazy or whatever it is like, then, then it's just like everyone's coming out of the woodwork being like, look at the suns. Is there still problems? Like, is all of this drama getting to that? So mm-hmm. it's, 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 you can come out and, and make the statement like DA made and be like, we're good and stuff like that. But the only way to really show people you're good is by playing good basketball and, 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 and winning, really. So it's really important in that regard. You, you just obviously want to start the, the season off on a good note. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's very important. And also, you just I'm tired of Luca, man. Like, I just shut his ass up. <laughs> I'm tired of his crybaby ass. Like, just shut him up. Um, yeah. So it, it, it would be nice in that regard, too. I, I just want to see – Luca cry his way back to Dallas. Uh, I a thousand percent agree. Obviously, like you said, it's game one of 82. So it's not do or die. But I hate the Dallas Mavericks. I hate Luka Doncic. I'm so tired of that team. So I would love nothing less than to watch the Suns figuratively punch them in the mouth um, to get some revenge from how the playoffs went last year. Um, But because I am angry, sometimes I need to chill out and take an OGs. Um, I need to mellow myself out. I should probably take an OGs before the Suns actually play their (laughs) game. That way I don't punch anything. 
Um, but if you <laughs> also want to mellow out, I can't recommend OG's gummies enough. They are not only delicious, but they are scratch made right here in Arizona, which is probably one of my favorite things about them. Um, they also just did something that is totally changing the game. They just launched their brand new sleep edition gummy. You're not going to want to sleep on these. Um, <laughs> OG's is now flavoring dreams with a two for one THC CBN ratio gummy. CBN is a compound that helps specifically with falling and staying asleep. And their sleep edition gummy is their new Aquaberry flavor. Um, if you guys know me and if you watch this podcast, you know how much I love the orange creamsicle flavor. But the Aquaberry flavor is so good. It's creeping right up there with my favorite, Sean. I don't know if you love it as much as I do, but it is uh, delicious. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. I mean, I don't really have a favorite because they're all pretty damn good. I've been, I've said it before. If I would eat them like candy, if I could, they're, they're amazing. They're, they're genuine. They just did. Yeah. They taste so good. <laughs> they just taste so good. <laughs> uh, we highly recommend you check out OGs online at ogsbrands.com and on Instagram at ogsbrands. You can also find their products at your local dispensary. You must be 21 years or older to purchase. Besides OGs, you know what else I really like? I like making money and I can do that on the underdog fantasy app oh my gosh underdog has taken phmx by storm derek won a thousand dollars on it a couple weeks ago max has hit a hundred bucks um leah made a uh, a slip for people to choose what she was going to pick with her underdog fantasy app yesterday on twitter and it was so much fun sean have you i know you're an underdog fantasy user you love it right oh i absolutely love it i i uh had some hockey i did a little bit of hockey last night so um Crosby getting a goal or an assist early was nice, but then Schmaltz got hurt and it ruined it for me. So I ended up losing a little money. And then the Thursday night football game was, again, terrible. Um, so I lost a little money on that, but it made it a little more interesting. It's the only reason that I cared about um, Washington and the Bears. Like It's the only reason I wouldn't have cared about that game. Otherwise, they're both terrible. Um, and Underdog made it a little bit more fun. And that's that's honestly the best part about using Underdog. is like you can win money, sure, but... Just having a vested interest in a game you wouldn't otherwise have an interest in is what makes it worth it. Absolutely. And I'm assuming we're going to need a lot more reasons to have a vested interest <laughs> in Thursday night football games moving forward this yep. season. So if you want to have a vested interest in a terrible Thursday night football game and possibly win some money while you're at it, you can search in the app store for Underdog Fantasy, or you can click the link in our show notes and sign up with promo code THNX. Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100, you guys. That's Underdog Fantasy. You have to use promo code THNX at sign up and get in on the action today. All right, Sean. Um, like I said, there were a lot of things that happened this week that made me say, what the duck? Yeah. And a lot of things that happened were on the internet. So I've got to ask, did you see this? <laughs> oh, yeah. There, there, are some, um, there are some good stuff this week. Yes. The internet is undefeated once again, and I think we have to start with a question of species. <laughs> um, there was a special guest at the Dodgers Padres NLDS playoff, and um, he made quite the, the ruffle, the appearance. <laughs> it was the bottom of the eighth, and this creature made his way onto the field. There was a little bit of a delay. They had to wrestle it with a towel and put it in a trash can to evacuate it <laughs> off of the field so that they could continue their baseball game. Um, Sean, people are calling this 
creature a goose yep. i see duck they're saying this is the rally goose the rally duck and i've got to know is it a goose or is it a duck <laughs> so resident uh bird expert i guess uh jesse freeman confirmed that it was a goose um okay. it's got like the big forehead thing which is like a goose thing yeah um and it was pretty big i don't know if i've ever seen a duck that big so it was definitely a goose not as cool as the asu rally fox that we got last year um yeah. but i'm here for any kind of rally animal i just like when animals invade the field it's it's yeah. a lot more fun than when humans do it i absolutely agree um although watching bobby weiner take that guy out was also really fun yeah that, that I is think a good point <laughs> Um, I think my favorite rally animal that we've ever seen is the rally cat from, I think it was the Dallas Cowboys game. Yeah, but you just like um, cats. I do. I am a cat person. Mine is right here asleep next to me. Um, so rally cats are my favorite, but I'm glad we solved the mystery that it is a goose. I thought it was a goose too, but I saw so many people on the internet saying it was a duck and I'm like, there's no way that yeah. thing is a duck. I mean, like I get that they're both birds and they're kind of similar, but like, Hey, like I said, when have you ever seen a duck that big? That's a massive duck. And it's got the big yeah. forehead. That's a goose. Come I guess on. it's because Don't it doesn't look birds? like one of those like Canadian geese with like the black uh, oh, rings yeah. around their necks yep. and stuff. So maybe that's why people were confused. But there are yeah. multiple breeds of gooses. Yeah. Geeses. Geese. Goose. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Did you say moose? What? No, I said goose. Um, all right. Well, we solved the, we solved the mystery. <laughs> it is a rally. It is a rally goose. Rally goose. Um, so I'm assuming you're cheering for the Padres in that. Oh, series? yeah, absolutely. Uh, I okay. hate the Dodgers. <laughs> I, I love Juan Soto. I love Manny Machado. I know that's probably not a popular opinion, but I love Manny Machado. Um, not a popular opinion. I, I don't want them to win the World Series, but I would not complain at all if they knock out the Dodgers. Yeah, me either. Fingers crossed that we don't have to watch the Dodgers anymore this playoff season after the DS series is over. Um, all right, Sean, after the Cardinals game, yeah. the infamous Cardinals game that resulted in a missed game-winning field goal, and uh, yeah, just not great, um, it is easy to obviously put the blame on the person that missed the field goal, but Justin Pugh had a few words to say about that. It's not one fucking guy. I missed a block. We missed touchdowns. We should have had the ball and been able to score. It's not on one fucking guy. Everyone's waiting around for one guy to come back here. This fucking ain't right. It's not right. All right? It's not on one fucking guy. Keep your fucking head up. We're going to win games. I don't know about you, but I love to see that. Yeah, I mean, it's cool. I mean, I, I, it's kind of like, I mean, what do you expect from the media? Like, it's a new kicker. He missed a field goal. Like, obviously, they're going to go on and go talk to that guy. But... Yeah, I mean, it's really cool that he came back there and, you know, he's obviously, Pew's obviously a leader on the team and Amendola's been there for a week. Um, that's just, that's a tough way to kind of introduce yourself to the fan base. So it, I'm glad it was, it was kind of like, you know, if you fuck with this guy, you fuck with me type thing. It, it was, it was a great show of leadership and a great, just being a great teammate. Um, so yeah, it, it was cool to see, especially with the Cardinals. You know, there's so many questions about how Kyler is as a leader and, and where the leadership is and just the, with the team in general. The, so to see a guy make a statement like that was, was very cool. I, I, I do like seeing that kind of stuff in sports. It shows you that, you know, there are humans too. Right. Um, so yeah. I, I liked it. Yeah, I agree. I always love to see teammates sticking up for one another, especially when the point that he was making was so valid. There were so yeah. many mistakes in that game that would have resulted in a different outcome Absolutely. if just like one or two of them had not happened. 
So the fact that this new kicker on the team missed the field goal obviously is a huge bummer. But it's not his fault that they lost the game. It is a team effort, like you were saying. And there were so many mistakes in that game that resulted in that loss. Um, So I'm not saying that, like, it was the media's fault for asking those questions. Like, obviously, they're doing their job. And when the kicker misses the field goal, like, you've got to ask the kicker what, you know, what's going on. So um, I'm just glad to see, like, that type of leadership. Like you said, I think the Cardinals, like, there are so many questions about the leadership in Cardinals. Like, leadership in Cardinals are, like, oil and water sometimes. So... Um, you know, to see someone like that take a step up and defend a teammate um, is always just really encouraging because, you know, the culture of the locker room is really important. And when there's so many questions about leadership and the Cardinals, it's good to see that type of stuff. But speaking yeah. of the Cardinals, we've already talked about them. They are taking on the Seahawks on Sunday. Right now in the drafting Sportsbook app, they are actually favored. They're two and a half point favorites. Sean, what do you think you're going to be doing with your money on the drafting Sportsbook app come Sunday? Ooh, uh, <laughs> um, I don't know. This is this is a tough one because I can see either team winning. I might stay away from the money line or the spread. Maybe sprinkle a little on the over because you. I feel like you got you got two quarterbacks that are capable of of making plays. So and, and two bad defenses. So I feel like yeah, the total is about fifty and a half right now. Yeah, I think we might get points. Um, so I, I'm staying away yeah. from the spread and the and the, the money line because I have no idea who's winning this game. But I feel pretty good that both offenses are going to produce. So I like the over. Uh, you said 50 and a half, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like over 50 and a half for sure. All right. Well, if you want to get in on the action, new customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win, and you'll get $200 in free bets if they do. If that's not enough, everyone can boost their winnings with DraftKings stepped up same game parlays. Right now, for every leg you add, you can boost your winnings up to 100% with payouts bigger than ever. Why bet on football anywhere else? You shouldn't be. DraftKings is the only place to do it. It's simple. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code PHNX. That's promo code PHNX on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See our show notes for details. All right, Sean, I've got one more thing for you, and I think it's appropriate to end on this because we are going to be celebrating ASU Hockey's home opener, and boy, are they going to be on the ice Looking bringing the heat. They're bringing the heat. Oh, my God. ASU Hockey dropped this hype video about their jerseys that they're going to be wearing that are very Bonds-inspired, so they have a very baseball feel to them. They've got, like, the baseball script um, yeah. on the front. And I don't think I have ever in my life seen a hockey sweater more beautiful than this one, Sean. I am yeah. obsessed. Yeah, no, I mean, the devils go crazy with jerseys as it is. But first off, this the way they did this video makes it even way better. If you're listening to this on audio, go to the YouTube and watch it. It's incredible. Um, but yeah, these jerseys are are so clean. <laughs> sweaters. It's sweat. Well, they're still jerseys, but yeah, they're sweaters. Yeah, they're so clean. The whole the whole drip head to toe from the helmets to the, the, the socks. It's just it's yeah. beautiful. I love I love the script across the chest like the, the yeah. that baseball font is just chef's kiss it's so amazing good. and they're gonna look good you know there's there's never been more eyes on this program than there is gonna be tonight and it, they're gonna they're gonna they might they might melt the damn ice with how fucking hot these jerseys are this is gonna look good <laughs> yeah hopefully it's extra chilly in more arena because those yeah. jerseys are straight heat i need to uh, get one I- I, I know, I was just going to say, I think I'm going to ha- maybe have someone pick me one out from the team store tonight yeah. because I am so in love with those. I would rock that wherever and whenever. I just, I can't. Like, people say that um, ASU Hockey is like the organ of 
um, football with all their jerseys, but I love it. I'm a yeah, oh, absolutely. Like, I say the more the better, and you know, a lot of the reason that they did all those jerseys was because they had to compensate in the past. They played in Oceanside Arena, <laughs> so they had to have something to be excited about, and the sweaters are one of those things. So I don't care if we're the organ of hockey. I'm obsessed with all of the yeah, unis I, that they come out with. They're so good. Yeah, I take that as a compliment. I love what Oregon does. I like the I like the variety, the versatility. And I mean, AC football, they got they got some variety too. They pulled out mm-hmm. some sand colored jerseys last week. I I love it. Adidas kind of goes crazy. Like full disclosure, I'm a Nike guy. Yeah. It is what it is. But <laughs> Adidas kind of been going crazy with ASU uniforms across all sports to be honest so i'm yeah huge i you know we mentioned it we're going to be at the game tonight we're sun devils are doing a post game show from inside mullet arena we're going to have coach powers on the show i might need to see if he can hook me up with one of these uh, yeah absolutely. i might wear it every day yeah it's gorgeous um you know what else is gorgeous the weekend and yes. Sean, it's here we made it it's Friday. Um, I hope you enjoyed filling in for Kirsten. I, I think did. you did a great job. Thank you. I'll do it anytime. <laughs> anytime you need me. I, it's always <laughs> nice to get you out from behind the mask as our producer and in front of the camera. Um, yes. 10 out of 10 on your report card for filling in. Great job, Sean. <laughs> I'm much appreciated. Much appreciated. Uh, Jacob is behind the Mac giving me a 7, but there's a reason he's behind the Mac and I'm in front of it. So. Oh, I can end the show. <laughs> well, I mean, we're at the end of the show, so... Hey, 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 I didn't say it. He did. I'm still here. Um, Thank you guys so much for tuning into this episode of the Phoenix Sports Podcast. You are all the absolute best. We appreciate you so much. We hope to see you out there at the ASU hockey game tonight. If you still want to go and you haven't got your tickets, use the game time link in our description and grab a ticket. You can still hang out with us while we're there at the arena. It's going to be so much fun. You guys are the best. Thank you for being our family. And don't forget, we'll be live again next Friday at 1230. Have a great weekend, everyone. Bye.